Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 71. Today I want to share something about intimacy and covenant. It actually came by way of just insight in the moment. Um, and just to kind of warn you ahead of time, this is this is a fairly intimate, um, transparent episode. So, But I do believe that there's something very special inside of it by way of discovery. So... Um, I'm just going to to run with it. I feel like it's an important topic. I feel like it is important to God's heart. And so I'm hoping that this kind of speaks to something in you, that it awakens a depth towards intimacy and covenant with God. So I was I was going off somewhere and my wife was in the kitchen doing some work. And I had been outside doing some some work outside, and I was going to head somewhere. So I come inside real quick, and I was changing clothes. And it was in the bedroom, but I could see my wife in the kitchen. And as I began to change clothes, in the midst of that, the Lord showed me that it's by the marriage that you are positioned to see what you would not normally have access to see. So, you see, my wife can see me in ways that is not permitted for others to see. But it's through this bridal covenant that she is permitted to see what normally could not be seen. Now, again, it's an intimate revelation, but it's a very important one. It takes covenant to step into knowing. See, she can know me in ways. I can know her in ways. You can know your spouse in ways that acquaintances and friends cannot know. There is an intimacy that is available to spouses because of the forming the shaping of oneness that comes by way of bridal identity. Not only, though, is bridal identity a key. Now, understand a key meaning access. A key is, is um, terminology of, an, of access to. Not only is bridal identity a key, but also... There is additional key that opens an even deeper door of revelation. And this door is, is deep in the sense that um, a husband or a wife, they may be a, a bride or a groom to their spouse. They, they may know one another in the sense that, well, they are married and they are husband and wife. There is, there is bridal covenant there. But there is a, an additional depth to knowing, and that is through the key of intimacy. So 
at first glance, it can be easy to miss, and even something that we often take for granted. We see this in this in our physical relationships. As spouses, we often take each other for granted. But this revelation is one that is is very much important. Just because we are married does not mean that a knowing occurs. Now, when I when I use that kind of language, knowing, I'm talking about um, the way a person can know another person in, as as it relates to their whole person, right? To to know someone involves many aspects, not just a physical, physical, emotional, um, you know, spiritual, psychological. There is a knowing. And oftentimes we can wrap our minds around the aspect that God can know us completely. God is all-knowing. So there's nothing about us that God does not know. He knows us wholly. Um, Now, what I am proposing is how we can know God. And, And I'm trying to relate it to this parallel of intimacy and bridal covenant. So just because we are married as a spouse to to our husband or to our wife does not mean that knowing occurs. And when I say knowing, also I am implying intimately knowing. So it is one thing for a man and a wife to be married. It's an entirely different thing for a man and wife to be married with intimacy. I actually can not know my wife well if we lack intimacy. If intimacy is absent in our relationship, there is a whole facet of not knowing that person that we don't have access to. The same is true of our relationship with God. I may have um, accessed the revelation that he, God, is mine and I am his, which, understand, is a grand revelation. And I don't believe that we ever come to the end of discovering that revelation. There is an infinite degree of journey that is to be had inside of that revelation. So understand that I never get to the end of that revelation of I am God's and he is mine. So we don't arrive at the destination, check that box and say, yes, I've, I've, I've got to that milestone and I am beyond it now. No, this is a revelation that we continue to unfold throughout all of our days. But like I said... I may have come to the place where I am knowing that he is mine and I am his. And that's a grand revelation. Don't, don't mishear me. But, but to know that I am his and he is mine is one thing. There is a deeper revelation to discover. I don't mean deeper in the sense of an intellectual ascent of depth. I mean, there is a maybe a more fully involved revelation, a, a more grand revealing than just I am his and he is mine. Although again, 
It's fantastic. That's an amazing reality. But when I say there is a deeper revelation to I am his and he is mine, this is a, we'll call that the bridal covenant. There is a deeper revelation beyond that. And that is to know a person and to be fully known, not lacking any aspect. See, if we are married, there is an aspect of one another that we do not know. There are places that we can walk together, experiences that we can have together that deepen and increase the splendor of our marriage. There is, inside of intimacy, spousal intimacy, there are places that we can walk together that awaken both excitement, joy, wonder, right? Name whatever positive emotion that comes to mind that is available inside of deepening your relationship by way of intimacy, okay? I'm still speaking in terms of in, in terms of the physical, right? There, what we can discover beyond just the marriage certificate, the covenant, beyond just being married, there is a reality to come to know of intimacy. So when, when we take that adventure of intimacy with our spouse, inside that deepening relationship through intimacy, you begin this journey of discovering a person. You begin to know them more fully. You can begin to predict how they would behave in certain circumstances. You can finish their sentences. You can meditate, fantasize about that person. And it provides you with a degree of satisfaction that cannot be rivaled in imaginable ways. You see, the same is true of God. When we access knowing by way of intimacy, we open up a whole new dimension. Now, don't don't get thrown off by, by words. You can substitute the word pass, uh, uh, substitute the word path if you'd like for dimension. But we get new paths opened up to us of knowing God in ways that we have never imagined before. By way of intimacy, we awaken, we quicken this craving inside of us. I, I feel even the craving now as we speak about it. We awaken this hunger, a craving, a desire. Whenever we access this key called intimacy, when, when we access this key by way of intimacy, this thing inside of us develops, this quickening, this hungering. You see, when, when you're young, you have thoughts of intimacy, Speaking in the physical, you have thoughts of intimacy, but you don't know of intimacy. 
you may find yourself with desires or cravings of intimacy, but until you partake of it, you don't know of it. Until you, another example, taste of a bar of chocolate, you do not yet know what it is to crave chocolate, you see. You may have you may have maybe a preconceived notion or a conception of an idea, but until you actually eat, see that word eat, partake, fellowship with chocolate, you do not know what it is to crave chocolate. It's true of intimacy. Until you partake of intimacy, you do not know what it is to crave intimacy. So, When we open up the door of knowing by way of intimacy, we come into this place of enlarged desire. And that's a great way to say it. Enlarged desire. My capacity to be fulfilled by my spouse is increased. My capacity is fulfilled by my spouse. That is increased. The same is true of God. When we partake, when we fellowship, when we take take of God, when we consume God by way of intimacy, there is something inside the depths of our soul that is quickened, made alive, rejuvenated, renewed. It is in this place of quickening that our spirits come alive. And we find the thing for which we were created. This place of soul fulfillment, where it meets spiritual existence, this harmonization of both soul and spirit, mind, mind, will, and soul. See, we defined the, we defined the soul as the mind, the will, and the emotions. And if this is true of how we define the soul, it's this intangible, it's an intangible thing that we cannot feel a soul. We don't necessarily see a soul, but we can experience a soul if indeed the mind, will, and emotions properly define what a soul is. Then it is very much an experiential thing. We can experience thought. We can experience the will. We can experience emotion. So, when our soul engages, when it interacts harmoniously with our spirit, then we come into this place of right fulfillment. So it is with bridal covenant. Covenant gets us into the room, the bedroom. The bedroom allows us to be in the room, but it is intimacy that takes us into a new place, into a new level, a discovery. So don't miss that. It's infinitely important. This 
bridal covenant gets us into the room, but it's intimacy that gets us into the bed. These two realities are infinitely important. Bridal covenant, it's the marriage certificate that makes that makes it permissible. But it's intimacy, the act of intimacy that brings you into this place of knowing like you've never known and being known like you've never been known. You see, it's infinitely important. And that physical manifestation of those two realities, bridal covenant and intimacy, those physical manifestations carry over to the spiritual. There is a bridal covenant that occurs when we when we come under the leadership of Jesus, when we become his and he is ours, there is an exchange happens. There is a, a covenant that is born. And abiding in him. In the spiritual, that bridal covenant is, is formed and it, and it becomes a, if you will, a, legal, a legally binding agreement. Now, for many people, it ends there, and that is so tragic. It's such a loss. Think of, think of if maybe you've either you're in a relationship with your spouse or, um, and we'll keep it spouse-related because of the, the heaviness of the intimacy, but if you're in a fantastic relationship with your spouse, think of what you miss if intimacy was not a part of your relationship. If it was just the fact that we checked the box, we're married, we have this covenant, think of all that would be lost. Think of the the children that you've birthed that would not be present. You see, bridal covenant gets you into the room, gets you into the bedroom, but it's intimacy that produces offspring. It's intimacy that births a knowing like you've never known. And it takes intimacy to desire. It takes into a, a, an awakening, a quickening of, of intimacy that produces in you um, a desire, a craving for more intimacy. This carries over into our relationship with God. So, I pray that what this does is, is that it shows you this relationship. It's, a two, it's really a two-stage relationship. I would almost call it the holy place and the most holy place if I was to parallel this to Old Covenant. The holy place is, our, is the bedroom. It's, it's, this, it's this, the sacred place, but there is another degree of depth the most holy place where the ark, the presence of God remains. It is, it is a step beyond the, the, the veiled place. And so I pray that it, this does something in you that, that causes you, awakens something in you to desire God and and to experience him in intimacy. And it's in that intimacy that will birth that will birth something that keeps you yearning and craving and desiring more intimacy with God.
So thanks, thank you for taking the time. I pray this blesses you, and we'll see you on the next one.